Baseball with the Bard. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 25 of Baseball with the Bard. I'm your host, Noah Cross, joined by my best friend and co-host, Tyler Bard. How's it going, sir? I'm good. How the hell are you doing? Yeah, we're doing good. You know, Sunday, baseball beautiful is back Sunday. this year. You got to love it. It is baseball weather. It is. It's beautiful baseball weather. We've been having mm-hmm. great baseball weather. I mean, granted, they are in Florida, so it's always yeah, baseball well, weather. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I am thrilled, as you know, that we are in spring training, in the thick of it. Uh, you know, it's looking good so far. I'm excited. So far, so good. We haven't had any new COVID cases, so that's good. Nope. Always Careful. a plus. Thank knock on wood. Knock on all right, yeah. folks. Everyone Both listening. Knock on wood, please. I uh, don't want any of that to ruin the season, obviously, or get anyone else sick. I want everyone to stay healthy so we can have a great season great. this year. Just a quick reminder to everyone listening or watching. We're streaming on Facebook, YouTube at Bard and Cross Entertainment, Twitch at TBard5195. And you can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Anywhere uh you would like to listen to us or watch us, please join us. So as we said at the beginning, baseball is back. And by that, we mean you can go to games. Even us here over on the north side of the country, uh, we are able to go to baseball games now. As you see here, the Yankees and Mets will start the baseball season with fans in the stands. Professional sports in large outdoor stadiums can reopen at 20% capacity beginning on 4-1. Attendees must show proof of vaccination or a negative test and follow the strict guidelines of the park. Now, Noah, I don't know if you checked into that, but I I went and I was like, we can we can buy tickets. Oh, my God. So I went and looked on SeatGeek. The second you log into SeatGeek and click on Yankee Stadium, it gives you a warning that you must have proof of vaccination to enter the stadium. It gives you that heads up as you're going through SeatGeek. Yep. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't expect it to be on like the second, you know, second hand uh sites as well but it is that's honestly that's good yeah no it's smart for them yeah so they don't have people coming down at them like you didn't tell me i wasn't sure what their guidelines were going to be in the sense of either vaccination negative test but it seems that that's going to be what they're doing so i like that you know I'll, i'll take it um baseball is also back in boston for our red sox fans you know we can't all make good decisions um the reds <laughs> the red sox got the nod to open their parks at 12 percent capacity uh i imagine they'll have several similar rules i haven't seen anything specific yet coming out of boston in the sense of whether they'll have to have a vaccination proof or a negative test proof or so on uh so we'll see what guidelines come out of Boston in regards to fans going to the stadium? Boston's I mean, Tyler, already so extremely safe, so I'm I'm yeah. not going to be surprised if there are like literal bubbles you have to walk through these like scientific <laughs> cleansing bubbles uh, because they you've been to Fenway with me many a time and mm. there's they're always high alert's not the right word but they're always well protected the security mm-hmm. is is ready at a moment's notice so it is a very well run facility. For sure. So looking forward to hopefully being able to go to some games this season, uh, you know, whatever, whatever that might look like. I mean, I could imagine there's going to be mass policies anywhere you go. Uh, I can imagine, you know, they're going to have social distancing anywhere you go, which to me is like, absolutely. I mean, I wish that was like a real thing. Like, yeah, right. Can we just never be near people ever? Exactly. Like if there was nobody in the two (laughs) seats on either side of me and or behind or in front of me, I would take that every day. No one. I do that anyways. Yeah, (laughs) literally. Like we try to find those seats whenever we go to a stadium. Regardless. Sit right next to you. 
Always. They're like, hey, friend. I'm like, no, we're not no, actually friends. You don't know each other. I don't actually know you at all. Like, we have the same shirt, but so does everybody. <laughs> so does every other of the 75,000 people. You're here. right. You have so, another 40,000 people to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, looking forward to hopeful jam packed stadiums, though, as much as we joke about it. There's nothing like a full ballpark on a big game on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, mm. it's just, a, you know what I mean? You can't beat that. As, as I just crowded. sent you a video, I just sent you one where I was like, oh, remember this? I wonder if I can upload. I I might be able to upload it from my phone while we do this. Let me see if I can. uh, What video was it? It was uh, of our seats at Yankee Stadium. I was like, oh, throwback. Maybe you didn't get it. Maybe maybe it didn't go through. I'm going to see if I can find it. But yes, Tyler and I, as we've said, we've had plenty of moments where we've um, been at the stadium. Oh, I do remember these. Yes, these were beautiful seats. Yep. Uh, we were sitting right on the right field line, almost, uh, almost you know, right field, right field line ish at Yankee Stadium. We were in the 100 level section, so very close to the field, and it was a beautiful day. I don't know what day of the week it was, but if we do get the video up, and if not, we'll post it on our Instagram and Facebook pages, so you can see what we're talking about. Uh, it was one of those days at the stadium where the sun was up, and the ballpark was just glistening. We were at Yankee Stadium, and there's just that feeling when you're at the ballpark or at a stadium. And, you know, the sun is shining. It's a nice, breezy, cool day, maybe like a Sunday. It had to have been a Saturday or a Sunday, right? We don't oh, yeah. go to a game in the middle of the week usually. Uh-huh. It depends. It depends. <laughs> we, we are crazy. We're crazy. I mean, you're talking to the two people who literally, when they were in high school, like managed to get to games on like Tuesday nights. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so Why the heck wouldn't you do that? Yes. Yeah, so we, that, that would be us. Um, don't mind the second Tyler Bard coming on screen for a moment. He's gone now. Thank you. <laughs> It was nice to see him. Um, but, yeah, there's just something about it. If you, if you guys ever have pictures of the ballpark, because uh, let's do this. I mean, the season's oh, starting. A lot of us are going to be going to, to the games. If you take a little video clip or you get a picture of you at the game with you and your friends at the game, anything, send it to us. We'll put it on the show. We'll talk about it. And, you know, you can comment and join us in some conversation about how your experience was at the park because we'd love to hear of what it's like now in these new times that we're going to be living through with COVID and Please. such and maybe what we could tell others to expect, spread, spread the words, everyone's best prepared to go to the stadiums so that would be very helpful it's it's exciting something along those lines i don't know if exciting is the very right word to use but (laughs) interesting times yes speaking of yankee stadium let's hop into a young yankee here a baby bomber as they like to call him which granted i mean listen how long until we're not going to call him a baby bomber like uh, i i keep hearing that glaber torres is 21 even though he's been 21 for like three and a half years Yeah, sorry, I clicked my mute by accident there. Yeah, oh, he's no probably going to be a baby bomber for as long as he's known until he doesn't, uh, until they allow Yankees to not uh, shave their faces uh, because they're all going to look like baby faces for their entire careers. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So but he's Rochella, definitely a baby bomber. Tyler, I don't know if you saw this or before, but Gio Rochella this week played some shortstop in spring Ooh. play. I know. Uh, he was a gold, gold Glove Award finalist last season. Obviously didn't get the nod. And it seems Yankees want to expand their stud third, third baseman's repertoire. Gio was slotted as the starting shortstop on Tuesday's game against the Tigers. He fielded two plays without error, making it look easy, as Gio Urshela always does. Um, in a pinch, the Yankees could call on Urshela to play shortstop. I mean, what do you think of this? I think that's an interesting move because I think you already have a guy who's perfectly equipped for playing that position. Not perfectly. We all know that uh, Glaber Day had a rough go of it last season. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Interesting take, though. Um, I just don't see what the necessity of making that move was. I think their biggest thing was they after Glaber, besides like Tyler Wade, sure. they don't really have anywhere to turn. All right, so I they're think, just trying to make him a utility guy then. I don't know. Well, okay, I don't know about that. Gio's a third baseman. That's done. But I think they just want him to have the ability to move to short if they needed him to. Like, there's a situation that I recall back in the day where Jeter, actually, this was the game where Jeter made that catch into the stands, where he ran into the stands uh, on the left field side. He dove into the stands. He came out with the ball, and he jacked up his face, and he he had to be pulled from the game. The Yankees didn't have someone to put it short. I don't know why. So they moved A-Rod to short, and then I forget who they put on third because they had someone to play third, but they didn't have someone to play short. So they moved A-Rod to short, and then they put someone else at third base for the rest of the game. And that is how they corrected that. Um, So in my mind, that is a situation where Gio would have to move to shortstop, where if there was somebody who could play third but couldn't play short, like I I feel like LeMahieu could play third if, if if he had to. Um. Yeah, of course he could. LeMahieu yeah. is a an incredible but, all-around player. But I would put Gio at short before I put LeMahieu at short. Why is that? I just don't think Gio could play. Arshella, I'm sorry. I don't think GJ could play short. I don't think he's I don't think he's versatile enough or, or agile enough to play shortstop. He's going to remember that. He listens to this podcast. He texts me after every single one. Well, DJ, I'm sorry, but I mean if look look at Gio Arshella. Come on. You tell me that's not <laughs> the guy you want fielding the ball. He's insane. That's um, rude. It was actually funny. This last week, Aaron Boone had. A, there was a moment where the the broadcast booth was interviewing Aaron Boone, and uh, in the middle of it, Gio made this insane play at third base, and then and they just like watch and like they just go silent in the interview, and then they're like, "Well, Boone's like, yeah, that's Gio." So you know, like we're we're thankful to have him. Uh, so you know, it's good to see. It's good to see. Definitely, so, absolutely. So Tyler. Yes, sir. We've talked about this before. This was the one thing of those new rules in 2020 oh, yes. that we hope stayed. And it didn't. The only one that didn't, actually. Yeah, and love that. we were very Isn't vocal about it. Uh, the universal DH. Yeah. Um, and this has come to light again. This has now become a thing again of, of a conversation of why don't we have this universal DH and whatever else. You, you, I think you agree with me in saying universal DH. Yeah, I do. And we we came up with the medium of if the pitcher wants to hit, fine. Sure. Uh, you The team can make that decision on whether the pitcher is going to DH or not. But you're going to lose if you keep doing that. So maybe don't. <laughs> unless exactly. unless you're, you're ba- uh, your pitcher is Madison Bumgardner, maybe put someone else in. Bumgardner? Cranky? Cranky. Cranky's you know? an all right hitter. And apparently Hendricks can slide the ball to the opposite field. Yeah, which that is what was we're gonna, decent hit. Which is what we're going to talk about right now. Because this last game, He's going to do the play-by-play set. Hendricks lines one to right. Go, 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 go. go to first base. And Kyle is going Ooh. to be safe at first. Is everyone okay? Well, landed a little awkwardly. He and uh, Cronenworth. So, yeah. Ugh. The reason the conversation of Universal DH has returned is because that was uh, the Cubs rotation leader, Kyle Hendricks, taking the plate against the Padres on Wednesday for the first time in two years, as reported by MLB's Jordan Bastian. Um, Could you that- imagine being in the dugout right there? How many people do you think went? Oh, <gasps> yeah. Exactly. I mean, think about it this way. There's 11, as of today, there's 11 days until opening day. 
yeah. and your pitcher is taking licks at the plate, okay? Your rotation leader is taking yep. licks at the plate. The guy. The and guy. And he has a tumble at first base because you have to have your pitcher hit in the National League. Ridiculous. That's stupid. Imagine, Tyler, imagine if he got injured there. I don't want to, because this is a big reason why we have advocated for there being no pitchers hitting. And could you, even if God forbid he hurt that other guy too, mm. you know, that's, that's two guys down because a pitcher doesn't usually run the bases. Yep. And uh, that was an easily avoidable uh, accident there. And maybe was the first baseman's foot a little too close to the center of the bag. Maybe, but also the first baseman probably wasn't expecting a cannon of a throw from right field mm. uh, on a on a hit to the outfield. So I don't know. I, I just think this is unnecessary to have pitchers who are as uh, incredible as Hendricks having to take at bats and potentially get hurt in the base path. No, one hundred percent. I agree. Um, so at the plate, Hendricks fell behind two and zero in the count. He slapped that liner over the first baseman's head into right field. The right fielder Tresh Grisham came up firing at first, which good awareness by Trent. I mean, good yeah. for right. He saw that the the pitcher wasn't hustling down the line. Shocker. Um, the yeah, another reason. Right. Yes, exactly. Hendricks sped up but tripped over the first baseman Jake Cronesworth's leg, and uh, as he stomped on the first base bag, Hendricks stumbled. Did a quick roll and on the ground and then popped up with a smile on his face. Thankfully, sure, nothing happened, but who knows, right? As we said, 11 days to the season and so on. The right. Cubs manager, David Ross. Hey, hey, hometown <laughs> boy. Um, he was opposed to the universal DH rule in the past, but has changed his mind as of late, saying in an interview after the game, he quote unquote threw up in his mask, almost threw up in his mask <laughs> when it happened. I mean, seriously, though, if you're the manager and that you're like, uh, no, no. Um, and that he was a little panicked uh, when he saw that his pitcher went down at first base. So, I mean, I mean, you pretty much already talked about what we think about this. It just, yeah, these types of situations I, shouldn't oh, I'm be. I'm glad I wasn't watching it live because I'd have been like, you stupid. I just would have been <laughs> screaming at my TV. Um, and uh, it's just so nerve wracking, so unnecessarily mm. nerve wracking. I don't think this needs to be a problem anymore. And you know who always is the problem with every single issue in the entire MLB is the pitchers. Every single pitcher is a big old baby when it comes to playing baseball. And yes, I'm talking even everyone we know, y'all are babies. Y'all are babies and you like the purity of the game because it has protected pitchers and that's it for the entirety of the game's existence. Sorry, pitchers. This time, let the kids play. You can't hit the ball. Time to let someone else hit the ball who can. We like home runs. Us baseball fans enjoy seeing the ball get absolutely obliterated. Small ball is good, too. But I don't mean bunt every time you come up to the plate, pitchers. Mm -hmm. So take one for the team this time, since the team has been taking one for you for the last 150 years, and sit on the bench for uh, half innings and get your arm warm. Because we need you in the next half inning, bud. Jeez, that was the hottest of hot takes. Good Lord. He just <laughs> called out every pitcher in baseball. Um, I think back to, I think it was two or three years ago, the Brewers had the bases loaded, and I think Brandon Woodruff came to the plate. I remember this. Yep. Yeah. And it, it was one of those situations where, you're like, the Brewers, uh, normally there's a sign from the bench if you're a hitter, right? Like, right. your manager's telling you something. Someone's telling you something. Hitting coach. Who knows, right? Base coach. Um the third base coach literally had to jog to home plate to whisper yeah. into Woodruff's ear. 
the game plan for his at bat, like anything was going to happen. First off, whisper into his ear because Woodruff obviously isn't taking signs for hitting no, him sure. anywhere. Like he's focused on his, his pitching performance, but now right. he's trying to like adjust. There were two outs. They obviously didn't want to pull him from the game because he was pitching a gem, even though the bases right. were loaded. And that was a postseason game. Yep. It was NLCS game one, I believe. Unreal. And <laughs> he's just like, all right. Like, and then at that point, um, what, what what did the third base coach say to him? Like, if I'm the third base coach, like, listen, swing as hard as you can. Like, this, it, was it the bases loaded? I thought you had. I thought he had bases clear. No, no, there, there were. I think it was bases Didn't loaded. Did he hit a home run? No. Oh, okay. Well, I know he hit a home run later in that series. Yeah, I might have been so. later in that series, but that this <laughs> moment I'm referring to, uh, the bases were juiced, and I mean, if you're the third base coach, what do you say to your your pitcher? Like, all right, true. I'm like, all right, hit the ball. All right, right. So, I mean, yeah. And Tyler, do do we think MLB will ever permanently implement the universal designated hitter when the coward of Manfred uh, <laughs> steps down from his position? We may see some actual change for the better in this game, but until he's gone, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. And no, I love to give credit where it's due. There are pitchers who are very good at batting. And that's why you and I have both agreed that these guys should be allowed to bat if they so choose to. I'm sure there are guys in the bullpen who would like to bat, who would like to be the, uh, you know, designated hitter from time to time. And I'm trying to find if I can see that video um, that I was talking about of Woodruff getting a home run because we're saying how much they don't do any, um, how much they don't hit and how much they don't provide but they do and hold on let me mention this really quick we have a good friend in the chat regina from twitch saying good morning and thanks for the gifted sub that came from you noah oh Noah was in the channel the other day gifting subs (laughs) so if you want to be a part of the community come on over to twitch t-bar 5195 you might and you might get a gifted sub from yours truly because I do. No, it like just comes in and asks trivia questions, and if I get it right, he gifts subs. It's great. We have a lot of fun. Um, but I did find the video, so let's oh, give wonderful. the pitchers a little bit of love. credit. Okay. Flies one into right center field. Back at the wall. Are you kidding? Home run. Woodruff. One one in game one. Speaking of baby pitchers, how you doing, Kershaw? How'd that one feel? <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, what a home run. What a uh, home run. I will say, when that video was playing, I was smiling from cheek to cheek of yeah. just baseball, first yep. off. Oh, um, yeah. I think and, we were probably watching that together. Oh, more than likely. We, we can say what we want about <laughs> Joe Buck. That was a great call of, are oh, you yeah. kidding me? Are like, you kidding me? That was, it was his second call. home run, that that banner mm-hmm. said. Second home run of the postseason. Postseason, like, man. Who are like, you? Well, I mean, look at the rest of your team that year. I mean, you know, he was like, all right, guys, I'll just do it myself, you know, whatever. (laughs) And it was off a Kershaw, which makes it even better. So. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Unreal. Unreal. Speaking of unreal performances, let's take a look at some of the ads of what's going on over at Clovercrest Media. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the City. 
I crossed up by Colby, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make Don't my I didn't make my, I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997 when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20 plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. One day. I will get it right one day. Hey, remember how many times you used to do the messages for the uh, for your voicemail? It goes something like this. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for locking into another episode of I'll Piss You Off Shortly. <laughs> this is the podcast where we debate everyday issues pushing your thought process beyond what's normal. The topics discussed here are meant to be intense, promote growth, and at times may have you feeling... A little bit uncomfortable. Me too, a little bit. We may not always agree, and we will more than likely have varied opinions. But with that being said, I can't promise to be your favorite podcaster. Neither do I want to. But I can promise to be transparent, fair, and open-minded. So please, if you think you've got the stamina, passion to debate, analyze, and challenge the normal, please take a number. I promise you. I'll piss you off shortly. The Cross and Wrestling Entertainment Podcast presented by Clovercrest Media is what you AEW fans have been looking for. Noah Cross and Tyler Bard give their take on every week's episode of Dynamite. If you are a massive AEW fan, then it is time to join us every Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Stay cool. Damn good leader! Okay, all right, all right. We're still doing okay. Oh, wow, where'd this Mr. Beast come from? Dodge. All right, Drew. And, oh! oh my god! Sniped! Absolutely sniped, bro. Absolutely sniped. I love that. I love that clip so much. For those of you who don't know who I'm speaking of when I said Drew, Drew is one of our best friends who is a common occurrence that you will see playing Fall Guys with me on my Twitch channel. That's Tbard5195. We have some viewers in the Twitch channel right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. Um, it has been such an incredible journey. And I do want to make a quick announcement, Mr. Cross. Um, we have hit last night in this incredible stream and incredible community. We hit 200 followers on Twitch and we are on the quest to 300. So again, thank you all very much to the community from Parmigiana and Scott F9 and Major Nosebleed and Eric for coming through with that raid of 20 people last night. We Dude. were having an absolute joy of a time. So again, thank you everyone what was for I all doing the last love. Night? Why didn't I come to watch? I don't what, know. What time did you stop streaming? I started streaming late. I started at like 7:30 and then I I kept going to like almost 11, I believe because we were having such a fun time. And we do these snipe games, so if you ever want to play with us, uh, I have a way of doing that on Fall Guys. So if you have PlayStation 4 and Fall Guys, just tune into the Twitch 
account of tbard5195. It has been so much fun. There's one of my snipers right now, Clans Rapids, one of my snipers who I was just speaking of. And Regina is trying to get her PS4 hire, fired up as well to join us for these uh, little moments. So uh, the announcement, though, Noah, is that because of this, I had a big secret that we were going to do something at 200 followers. We're going to do a 12-hour stream. Why do you 12 hours. Why do you hate I, yourself? I don't hate myself. I love my community. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, Noah, we have some more baseball to talk yes. about. And Tyler, it's actually uh, you can keep right on going. You're going to dive into your boys, the Boston oh, Red Sox. That's right. It's time to talk about them, huh? It is Red Sox time. The Red Sox have been, you know what, Noah? not too shabby i've been a little impressed with what the boys have been up to lately and and bobby dahlbeck right now uh is absolutely crushing it i know you said you sent me a picture and i could not for the life of me find that one was it in that uh picture folder oh yeah it was it was just um it was a what was it? A notification from Bleacher Report talking about. Oh, here Dahlbeck. it is. Yeah. Dahlbeck hits second Grand Slam. Red yes. Sox first baseman crushes monster Grand Slam and now leads MLB this spring with five home runs mm -hmm. and 12 RBIs. There he is right there. That definitely was not a home run. This bat. Nope. <laughs> that was a pop up to probably the catcher. <laughs> but Bobby has been having an absolute time. Uh, he got this number after crushing a Grand Slam on Wednesday. Uh, Bobby, I think we talked about briefly at the end of last season because he got a little bit of time to play mm -hmm. as a rookie and this will be officially his rookie season. Um, so very excited to see where this goes. If this is a guy who can take the spot of, I know he'll never be as good as Mookie Betts, but a guy who can step into that position, that would be amazing. Um, he's got an average currently of 324, Noah. That's 324. Wild. That is almost exactly a hit every single game mm -hmm. almost exactly because you figure you get at a minimum three at bats yep um and that's on a really bad day so he's almost on average getting a hit in every single game it is <laughs> it's very exciting to see a pitcher or a, a batter like that coming up for the red Sox. Mm -hmm. um and someone else how about erod Erod right now is 2-0 with an ERA of 2.31 with 14 strikeouts through 11 innings. Pretty impressive for a guy who is coming off of a, a pretty aggressive stint of COVID, don't you think, mm. Noah? Oh, absolutely. And it, I'm going to take a hot take right here. Erod is going to be the best pitcher on the Red Sox. Um, I don't, I, even when Sale is back, he's not going to surpass what Erod's going to be doing. Erod's going to be your ace. That is a hot take because, you know, Sale has been known as the Red Sox guy for the last... Oh, four years now. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I've always been a fan of Erod. I, I've liked it, what he could do. He had his moments, sure, uh, where maybe we didn't believe in him as much as we should have as fans. Um, but the dude had one of the worst cases of COVID we heard about for any professional athlete. And he's coming out, he's firing, and he's fired up. If there is not one, there may not be a, a more emotional player than Erod right now outside of Dustin Pedroia, who is retiring. Mm. Um, because if you remember when I think it was Yasiel Puig hit a, a home run off of Erod in the World Series back when the biggest tantrum award went to Erod. He was so mad. He took his glove off. He spiked it in the ground, but it didn't matter because Steve Pierce said, I got you, boo. 
and he retied the game back up next inning. And uh, that was a, that was a good year, Noah. You remember what happened at the end of that series? No, I don't. Don't I don't. I'll tell you later. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. We have some other notable pitchers right now who are uh, people are showing up, bud. Martin Perez, uh, Andresi, and Evaldo. Evaldo. Nathan Evaldi. Evaldi. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, Nathan Evaldi, who is currently on the screen for our uh, listeners who like to listen in live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, if you want to see the pictures we're talking about, make sure you tune in to our live streams rather than the post uh, posted podcasts episodes on wherever you listen to it. Um, so Martin Perez currently is two and one with a 4.09 ERA and eight strikeouts through eight innings. Um, unfortunately, in the last game, he got beat up, giving up five runs and in five innings because his uh, his ERA was not that high. It was yeah. close to like a low two. Mm -hmm. um and he unfortunately got a little beat up but that happens to literally the best pitchers in the league i went to a chris sale game where he got his butt handed to him by the cleveland indians so i have seen it happen before uh and then matt came in and earned a win on tuesday he's now one and oh with an era of 2.7 and six strikeouts through 10 innings but nathan avaldi <sighs> no wins as of yet only pitched 9.1 innings though uh his era no, I don't want to say it out loud. Yeah, it's 10.61, folks. Giving up 11 <laughs> runs in nine innings. In nine. And so I don't Now, we always have the it's spring training mentality, right? When we're talking about any of these stats, whether you're doing good or bad. Sure. There's 11 days until the, the regular season. So they're getting to the point where they're letting guys go a little longer. We're going to get into the Yankees where Jordan Montgomery, who's pitching well, he pitched five innings the other day uh, in a spring game. And, you know, if this was the first two weeks of spring, he'd pitch an inning, maybe two. So they're getting to the point where they want Abaldi to go. That's what they let him go, five innings. Uh, I'm sorry. They let Martin Perez earlier go five innings. He gave up right. five runs yesterday, right? Avaldi, though, he's only pitched nine innings, giving up 11, and it's a 10.6 ERA. Is something wrong? I, I think Avaldi, you know, he was out all of last season. And before that, he was used, but predominantly he had a pretty decent bullpen um, streak where he was being used out of the bullpen, especially in the postseason. Um, is this the end of his starting uh, career? Is he going to become a bullpen guy? Um, these are questions that we can't exactly answer just yet. We'll see where the season takes us, but it's a definitely a little bit concerning. If Avaldi moves to the bullpen, that is going to be detrimental to the Red Sox. Well, of course it is. Any any move of our pitching staff is going to be that any move of any staff is going to be detrimental. The Red Sox right now are in a position where they can make the playoffs if they play very well, but they can't have anything go wrong. Yeah. They have to be so healthy. Um and I think that was an ironic way to end that segment because speaking of not healthy, Chris Sale, uh we have a little bit of an update. He said he's feeling great doing limited workouts at Sox spring training. He said that he is going to be on track uh, with how they imagined after getting his Tommy John. Mm -hmm. There's no word on his return date, though. But as of now, he's listed on the 60-day. I, I feel like he's been on the 60-day IL for literally three years. Yeah. This guy <laughs> has been on this. They're like, he's coming. Don't worry. Don't No, he's fine. He'll be back. And then he's like, oh, I went to throw my trash out the other day and threw out my elbow. Mm. So it's just, it's a bummer because he's such a massive, massive 
uh, component of this team. And I hate to see someone with so much talent absolutely going to waste. Um, but as a team, their Sox ERA is 4.8 right now. Not great. Not not terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, with 152 strikeouts in spring play. How do you did you did you see that? Did you did you see that happening where the ERA would be high, but they're still doing decently well? I, I mean, I thought the ERA would be high and that they would not be doing well at all, but they're still doing pretty decent. I think what's pulling them through is their is their uh, is their offense at the moment. Yeah, um, their run production I think is just saving their pitchers. So, and to your pitchers, point, that lineup has an average of two seventy two. The lineup is leading Major League Baseball at the moment. Yeah, the lineup has an average of 272 with an OPS of 854 leading all of Major League Baseball, which is, I mean, that's the Red Sox of old. Mm -hmm. The Red Sox used to be the guys, but bringing people in has never been the Red Sox specialty. They can get on base every single inning, but score runs? That's overrated. Yeah. That is an overrated word in uh, the Red Sox clubhouse. They are currently 10-7 and in spring play, and with just 11 days of spring training left, how are we feeling about the Red Sox? I think I made it pretty clear earlier in this segment that I think the Red Sox have a chance, a very small chance, but a chance to make a playoff push. They are going to have to be damn near perfect, as perfect as a C-plus team can be. Uh, that is what we're going to have to see and expect out of them. And speaking of C-plus players, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We have some oh. interesting news in Boston, there is a new part owner for the Red Sox, LeBron James. What? Who? Where? Th- did anyone know this was gonna happen? I, this came so far out of left field. I I am completely confused. Noah, shine shine some light on this. Why would he come to Boston? He's an LA guy and a Cleveland guy. Like he, I, he can afford it. Uh, I, I guess like that. What? I make it make sense. I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, Jeter bought the Marlins. Like, I guess that's a really you know fair I mean? comparison. Like, yeah. why? Because yeah, but at can. least, at least LeBron bought a good team. This is true. And if he starts shipping off all of his these well, granted, players, he's part. He's a part owner. Well, I know, I know, but if Jeter he starts changing the these rules, I swear to God, <laughs> I don't think you are much of that. I don't even really see too much of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's just what happens, right? Play, I mean, look at A-Rod. A-Rod wanted to buy the Mets. That fell through. You right. know? I mean, it's just that's what players do. They, and then he they got are, divorced. Reti- okay. They weren't ever mm-hmm. married. Um, oh, you're right. They're, they, they're retired from the game. They want to have a piece of the game still. And Jeter it is, you know, says that he can do big things with the Marlins. So, I mean, we're waiting. But... You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a few years now, bud. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Speaking of Jeter's older team here, right? His uh his alumni, his alumni of the New York Yankees and that man on the screen, let me tell you, good lord, Jordan Montgomery is fighting for his spot in the lineup and I don't know about you, about your Red Sox fan, but he's winning my heart for sure. Uh last week we spoke about Monty being the possible fourth or fifth man in the lineup. He told us to hold his beer because uh, well, the way he's pitching, he should probably be number two behind Gary Cole. Um, yeah, no, he he's now, been absolutely tearing it up, right? Yeah. He is now 3-0 and with an ERA of .90, uh, with seven strikeouts and 10 innings. The strikeouts aren't up there, but that's easily adjustable. 
he, he can get to that point. If his ERA was high, that'd be worrying. But he can, he can, oh, yeah. he can find his strikeout pitch and, and work with that. On Wednesday, he hurled five innings of a shutout ball, um, striking out four, only walking one, to lead the Yankees to a one to nothing victory over the Blue Jays. Damn. The Blue Jays, the Blue Jays, the team that everyone is saying the Yankees might lose to, lose the division to. He was able to dominate them in that. You're going to need at, someone who can take who can take absolutely. The Blue Jays. Look at that line: five innings, no hits, no runs, one walk, four Ks, strike out an inning. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's great. That's what you want to see. Um, and I put a question here, Tyler. Uh, I am excited to see what Monty does in 2021. I know you're a Red Sox fan, but looking at and we're baseball fans before we're fans of our own teams, right? We exactly. Always say, I was just going to say, what do you think that. of Jordan Montgomery so far? I mean, his numbers are speaking for themselves. The the dude is like Garrett Cole. No, 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 no <laughs> I'm I am the ace. Um, obviously that's a bit of an exaggeration, mm-hmm. uh, but guy looks good. Um, yeah. there's, whenever I look at Yankee games, when I'm trying to bring a friend who maybe has never been to Yankee stadium, or I'm just going with you, we always look at who's pitching. We yeah. always want to know who's pitching first before we decide. And, uh, Montgomery is not a name that will make us go, eh, let's do next weekend. He's not going to be a name that makes us go, nah, you know, let's, let's hold off. He is a guy now who will be like, all right, we'll see a good game. Let's let's go. Let's get up. Let's get on the train. Yeah. It's funny you say that because before we went on the air, everyone, I was saying to Tyler, I was here on my other screen and I was like, oh, maybe I'm gonna buy a Montgomery jersey. Like looking at <laughs> his number. I'm like, wow, I never thought I would say that ever. Yeah. But you're right. And that's what we do. Like, and we do get stuck sometimes with pictures we don't want to see. I'm not gonna say right. the name. And it happens. It happens. We feel like it happens all the time. Right. But you know, we do have it's those like, oh, gems. Prices on the mound. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be here for seven hours. <laughs> but then we have those gems. Where like we talked about that Tanaka game we went to. That was, uh, and that we, was another game we were dreading because Tanaka takes yeah. forever. A long windup, but he <laughs> killed it. And honestly, he was quick that game. That was yeah, a quick no. game. He pitched yeah. nine innings of shutout ball, and he actually. I'm annoyed. I can't like, find the, like the video of it. Of what? I've really, I had a video of that. Oh, it's right here. It's literally right here. That's our. Uh, those were our seats. Oh, okay. Oh, beautiful. That's where mm. we sat for that game. Oh, that was absolutely yes. Yeah, I I literally was right below it. I I was almost there. Oh, such a such a beautiful. I can't wait to take videos like that again very soon. I I, I have so many like I, this must have been a week that we were just in New York and Boston because I have so many. There was a right there was um a week where we went to two games in like a five day span. Is this this was. I, I know I went with Drew for these seats yep. at Fenway Park. Um, so we had I, I we have been so lucky having these amazing seats. And oh, I yeah. would buy tickets to go see Montgomery. Absolutely. Hundred percent. I have to see him start now. Uh, honestly, I want to see Tyone and Kluber too. I gotta I gotta see at least uh the entire Yankees rotation once, which I'm excited to say because in the past, uh I like I wouldn't want to go see J.A. Hat pitch. You know? Yeah, no. I'm just saying that. Last year, I, 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 I like that pitch. pitching because I remember him pitching against the Red Sox when Mookie had yeah. that 13 pitch at bat grand yeah. slam mm-hmm. <laughs> or 18 right. pitch. I don't remember. Well, whatever it was, it, it was it shouldn't have happened. All right. <laughs> that, that we can agree on uh, other key players in the Yankees are Aaron Hicks, Galaber Torres, Giancarlo Stanton and Gary Sanchez. Uh, looking at Gary. that image right there of the team just celebrating. Fans. That's what you all oh, look at all those fans. Look at the guys in the suits in the front. Actually, that's the MLB broadcast no, team. that makes sense yeah there's that's matt Vascurgeon. yeah 
That's funny. How they get how they get front seats? That's bullshit. I could probably tell you, but anyway, um, <laughs> hoping we see some Yankees celebrating big home runs and big hits like they are in this image here. The entire Yankees pitching rotation is absolutely killing it. Can I just yeah. say? Okay, they are doing so well. We'll get to them in a minute. First, I want to talk about the Yankees offense real quick. Um, sorry, I know I just. I just faked you out. Me off. I was like, all right, guess we're doing that first. Here we go. <laughs> As a team, the Yankees offense. Uh-oh. Noah, you froze on us. I, I don't know if he's going to come back. So I will say that I will continue what he was about to say and say that as a team, is... the Yankees offense is sporting an average of 210. Is Noah, are you back yet, sir? I heard him say something. No, I'm just going to kick him out so he realizes he's gone. Get out of here, Mr. Cross. Uh, as a team, the Yankees offense is sporting an average of 210 with 23 home runs and an OPS of 667. This will obviously need to improve. The Yankees are way better than that, and we've seen them be way better than that. Um, the Yankees just, they they have such an incredible lineup. I don't know what the issue is right now that they're only hitting 210, um, whether it's clubhouse drama or something like that. But they're just currently not showing up, unfortunately. They're not hitting in the same capacity that we've seen them hit in the past. Um, I think guys like Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres are the two that are really going to get this lineup excited. Because if you can get two guys who had a bad year last year up and hitting and hitting well, then I think you are going to be in some pretty decent shape to get the Yankees back to a spot where they need to be. Welcome back, Noah. I was just saying, uh, we were just talking about how they definitely need to improve the uh, those the the three slash mark there, the 210, 23 home runs with the OPS of 667. Um, and I was saying guys like Gary and Glaber would probably be a good start into making uh, the players a little more motivated to do well when they see two guys who had a pretty crappy in their uh in their standard season do better this year yes i'd agree 100 percent um those numbers as i said they're not bronx bomber material no 20, 23 home runs is not Bronx bomber material considering the red sox are greatly surpassing the yankees in terms of the hitting field because they're a better team overall that's let's calm down um <laughs> that's an issue that's an issue to me okay um but what i can't believe i'm gonna say this yeah, I, the Yankees coming. pitching is currently sitting at the top of the MLB with an ERA of three two seven in one hundred and fifty seven innings, striking out one hundred and eighty five. Oh, these three men have been absolutely killing it. Um, now the Yankees one through five at the moment: Garrett Cole, Debbie Garcia, Domingo Herman, Corey Kluber, Jordan Montgomery, and Jameson Tyone have a combined ERA. Are you ready for this, Tyler? I'm ready. Of a 1.75. That is allowing ludicrous. only nine runs and 31 hits and 12 walks in 46 innings, striking out 55. That's the starting rotation of the Yankees right there. An ERA of 175 in 2021. As absurd. Excuse me? Absurd. What? Can you imagine Who? if this can carry into the regular season? Oh, please, for the love of God. I mean, as as we, as we, we've been saying this for years, though, is the Yankees need to address their starting pitching. The Yankees need to address their starting pitching. We know the bullpen's good. We know the, they were the addressing it the good. whole time by getting money and players to trade for what they needed. And they've 
it seems they're where they need to be. And these numbers are showing they're where they need to be. Yes, it's spring. There's still 11 days to the regular season. Can they keep it up? Is this going to mean anything in the postseason when it really, really matters, which is right. where the Yankees have always faltered in the last 10, 10 11 years, okay? What I want to know is who who is this team and what have they done with the Yankees? Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're a brand new vibe. This Yankees team last season, I think one of my biggest pinpoints on the Yankees was they look like they are having fun. They were out there having an absolute blast. And the every single time the Red Sox have won the World Series, those were some of the most ex, uh, exciting and fun teams to watch because they're out mm. there having an absolute time. 2018, that may be one of the most fun teams to watch ever play a full season of baseball. 108 wins to go on and win the World Series as a bunch of goofballs who have a dance party in the outfield every time you win the game. <laughs> This is what the Yankees are personifying right now. That same aura that the 2018 Red Sox gave off a lot of young guys uh, and then the veterans to lead the way. Like, you know, that was Pedroia's spot in that time and Napoli's spot in that time. Johnny Gomes. These guys are around now. The older guys to make this team uh, humble, but also very fun. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited so... to see what they can do. So you're, you're telling me that when we get to the first game of the season and we have that show, you're going to pick the Yankees to go all the way? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, the Yankees are 12-6 and six with 11 days left until opening day, and I don't even have to ask how we're feeling because I said I'm feeling good about the Yankees. We're both Tyler's feeling he's, great. Yeah, he's excited to see what the Yankees are going to do coming up here for the MLB season. Uh, on the screen right now is just a quick look at the American League East picture. As we see the Yankees, Blue Jays, Orioles, Rays, and Sox. It seems the Yankees and the Sox are going to be uh, up top together, the other, more what, than what likely. What happened with the Rays and Blue Jays? They just not the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are actually doing pretty good. The Blue Jays are at the top of the uh, pitching. Uh, I'm sorry, the pitching department along with the Yankees. But we, who would have said that? Who would have said that True. that was where they were going to be? True. We were all expecting their bats. Um, mm -hmm. So let's go. Let's. Uh, who who wouldn't want to see a Red Sox Yankees race? 2018 was so exciting because the mm -hmm. rivalry was alive and well. And, oh, baby, I could use another one of those after last year. Mm, no, I hear you. And I'm excited to go to see what happens in baseball. And, folks, I finally am able to watch Yes Network. Yay! Um, Graham, and I, Graham and I had to cave in. And my grandparents are huge Yankees fans like I am. Uh, my grandmother's actually been to a few Yankees games with me and gotten a few of these bobbleheads as well. Mm -hmm. uh, she actually decapitated Aaron Judge once, though. She was she was so sad about it, she bought me a new one before I even knew it was broken. The hell did she um, do that? She, uh, well, there was this one time where, do you remember a while ago, we were talking early baseball with the Bard here, folks, okay? Throwback. Oh, where I had to, a year, by the way. It's wild wild where i had to go live from my grandparents room before i even oh yes, yes yes i remember and that. i had a shelf behind me of a few bobbleheads and judge was one of them i actually have it in the closet but uh i guess she was dusting or something and she knocked the bobblehead off and his head broke and fell off completely and she was like almost literally my grandfather was like yeah she was almost crying because like she oh, was no. so like she was so worried that i would be upset that she decapitated my Aaron judge bobblehead um <laughs> But she got she looked she literally went on eBay and found one and bought another one. And she was like, here's the new one and here's the broken one. <laughs> Brutal. I'm like, it's okay. Like it's fine. <laughs> um 
So, oh gosh, I mean, another great episode of Baseball with the Bard. We always love seeing you, and always remember that if you love podcasts, be sure to visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 26 shows in the hashtag CMG network, and if you don't find one you like, you can start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is a website to visit. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends all about it. You can visit clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG Sports podcasts, as well as blogs, videos, and latest information. And with that being said, baseball is back so pumped 11 days till opening day cannot wait special episode coming up on opening week i'm noah cross that's tyler bard and this was baseball with the bard see ya Time for Baseball with the Bard.